Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. You're listening to the ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Here are your hosts, Jeff Miller and ABC7's Dion Miller. All right, JD. Well, uh, go check out that uh, the uh, media spread that they're going to offer up at SoFi Stadium and uh, report back to us uh, later well, on tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be hearing plenty from you uh, on ESPN 1000. Jeff, here's the beauty of this. Yes, already scouted it out. Filet mignon fajitas. Just saying. Oh, I mean, so yeah, jealous. it's not like the meatball sandwiches we get at Soldier Field. For real. <laughs> but Dude. I mean, and they have co- they have packaged prepackaged cop salad. Stop they have, like, it. A, like a variety of things. You know what? I'm going to snap a picture and send to you guys. Yes. Please, not, yes. I, I, that's Tweet it out, JD. Thing. I'm not trying to step on Ross's feet. He loves the, the media meals across the country. But if you saw what they have here, <laughs> it's I, unbelievable. T- so, t- I'm going to go. Yeah, J- JD, tweet it out. Uh, we will retweet you and tag Rob Domofsky as well. Oh, I, yeah. can't, I can't. No, I uh, Ross Tucker will get mad at me. He has more right. of the market. Listen, the, it's uh, your first time there. I think. Dining experiences from coast to coast. Mm-hmm. But I will I'm... text Rob privately. See where his level of agitation is at on a scale of 1 to 10. Usually on a good day, he's at a 7. Today, I'm going to guess he's probably at about a 13 or 14. It's the voice of our friend Jeff Dickerson, gone too soon. Died due to complications from colon cancer at the age of 43 on December 28th. And this will be the first Bears game. Without him, the Bears will honor him along with John Madden with a moment of silence before today's national anthem. And we're all still grieving the loss of our friend Jeff Dickerson. I'm Jeff Meller along with Dion Miller here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on ESPN 1000 today. We've spent a lot of time talking about Jeff Dickerson over the last three or four mm-hmm. days here. And again, I'm sure we will continue to do so, but... This one certainly is rough because it is the first time where we're doing a pregame show without J.D. Jesse Rogers gave us the latest updates. We also talked earlier today about how Matt Nagy has made a donation to Parker's Fund. Jeff Dickerson's son, Parker Dickerson, um, he has made a $7,600 donation in J.D.'s honor because, as Jesse noted and we played earlier in the show, Matt Nagy um, in his press conference the day after Jeff's death, mentioned how J.D. had told him he was going to predict they were going to draft Tevin Jenkins. (laughs) Sure enough, uh, they did, and J.D. was correct. And because Tevin Jenkins wears the number 76, Matt Nagy thought it appropriate to go ahead and donate $7,600 in his honor. So just a tough one, but we're – yeah, I know. It was, uh, of course, uh, you know, we've been critical of Matt Nagy, the head coach, but there is nothing to be critical about Matt Nagy, the man. He is certainly a great – great person and so yes it was a very nice gesture by Matt Nagy along with of course the Chicago Bears who have donated $25,000 to Parker's fund along with multiple other NFL teams and owners who have made huge donations as well and then of course uh, obvious shirts for really doing a really nice thing and putting together the Jeff Dickerson t-shirts they're the bear bear silhouette with the navy blue and orange, and then, of course, J.D. in the middle. Uh, sweatshirts, T-shirts, if you'd like to purchase them at ObviousShirts.com, I encourage you to do so. Every penny goes towards Parker's Fund. So 
another great gesture by them as well. So, But we are also, Dion, talking about the Bears and Giants today as well, which will take place mm-hmm. at Soldier Field. This seems like a footnote to um, to the day for sure. And I, I don't know if people have seen on the socials that Pat O'Donnell was wearing the JD sweatshirt that Obvious Shirts is making. And what a cool gesture for him. Jeff meant a lot and he connected with a lot of players, especially when we were still able to go in the locker room. Like they guys trusted him guys like, like they liked talking to him and he made, he, he was very gifted at that, at, at connecting with the players. And um, I think that says a lot about him too. No doubt about it. As we went to break, I was talking about how uh, we spent quite a bit of time last week before the Seahawks game, kind of just wondering why Jermaine Effetti was chosen to start over Larry Borum. And uh, Matt Nagy actually uh, gave us a little bit of insight as to why he chose to do that. We, we, we had the ability with having a, a Fetty uh, up and ready. Like, it, what a great opportunity for him to come back in and, and show what he can do. And so, like, every week is a little bit different, and they all have their, their reasons to it uh, at different positions. So that's kind of why we did that last week. You know, we'll continue to evaluate each position every week. And I think it's – I go back to we have depth there. We like that. Um, and, and that's kind of um, why we did what we did last week. And now, now we'll always continue to evaluate, and we'll see where that goes this week. And that led to the, I think, obvious follow-up question, Dion. If Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum are both healthy, will they start together? We're working through all that. I think there's a dynamic between those guys. I do, I do really like the way that they're playing, you know. And then there's also a dynamic with – with the Fetty and where they're at. And so we evaluate these guys um, when you have depth of how, how the weeks go and the games go. And that's all they can do is try to make that hard on us. Um, you know, for, for us as coaches, that's our job. And we gotta, we gotta be able to make those decisions and we'll, we'll do that, um, you know, each week as we go at different spots. <laughs> so no, no, um, uh, no answer. No, nope, nope. I mean, again, I get back to the invite suspicion thing. Like, what, what? I mean, just say it. Just say what you what the decision know, was. Right? It doesn't have to be that complicated, and doesn't have to be that like. Oh, he says so many words to just just be like, well, this is the decision that we we made. I just, it is. It's important to have depth. I get that. It's um, they're evaluating the guys every day. Also, understand that we all know these things. Like, why not just say exactly what the reasoning starting, is right? i don't right right like why not just make it clear in that moment that leads me i don't to, get it that leads me to believe though that jermaine effetti is probably going to be starting today again yeah uh, um, right you know uh and, yeah. and i think that's one of the if you were if you're somebody who was hoping that a coaching change might be made in season perhaps this is part of the reason why because if you had somebody who was you know not necessarily trying to and i'm not saying this is what Matt Nagy's doing but like it feels like this should be a situation where young players are given priority and you get them the opportunity to get some snaps at the uh professional level especially you know two rookies i don't see why i mean and i i may be getting ahead of myself but it feels like based on that answer that we're going to see jermaine effetti today and i i would prefer both Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum starting as the bookend tackles for you. And at that point you could evaluate them a little bit as an organization, yeah. but, but yes. you know, this is where you get the position of a guy who's, you know, Matt Nagy's trying to put the guys who he thinks gives him the best opportunity to win today's game, whether or not 
that is meaningful, I'll let everyone else be the judge of that. Right. I don't, I don't know. I think that I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, we've said it so many times, like to end, right? Like what is, what is the point of now being so, I don't know, so secretive about it? I don't know. Like, why not just say what you're going to do at this point? Like what the gig is up, right? Like why, why not yeah. just say it? I feel like Jermaine Effetti making that announcement leads to some blowback that he can avoid by dodging the question. So that's why I think right. we'll probably no, be starting you're right. today. You're right. You know, whereas if he says Jenkins and Borum, there's really no downside to that, but you have to obviously no. make that decision and choose both those players, and that doesn't sound like that's the case right now. Uh, Deanne Porras is in Lincolnshire. He wanted to weigh in a little bit on J.D. and some of the quarterback uh, discussion oh, okay. as well. Portis, what's going on, man? You're on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Uh, good morning. Um, I do have a JD tribute, and I have a question which is topical. Most of my questions are not never topical. They're kind of <laughs> like, well, but uh, first, let me get to um, JD. Um, I will try to keep it brief. Uh, like Mac Nagy, I also have word salad. Again, do you see what I did there? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So um, when I heard of J.D.'s passing, um, I reached out to my brother, and my brother had actually met him. I did not know that. I didn't expect to hear that from him. And um, so it gave us a kind of a way to connect. Me and my brother had a strained relationship at times. We've been really good the last few years, but, you know, whenever these things happen, you know, you always want to reach out to family. And so uh, another thing about J.D. is – I have a six-year-old, uh, well, he's five. He'll be six in April. And I made a point uh, when he was uh, being born to uh, get a colonoscopy. Uh, and I'm a big advocate of men's health. And um, I try to get one every five years. I think I missed it. I'm bad at math. Uh, but anyway, um, and... Um, I told my boss that I'm, you know, don't schedule me next week. I'm getting a colonoscopy. And somebody heard that. And they're like, what? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, yeah, because uh, this guy, uh, I never met him before, but he died of colon cancer. And uh, if it would have gotten caught early, you know, who knows? And uh, my stepfather bought, died of colorectal cancer. And it, astound, it astounds me. It astounds me that we have so much ignorance regarding men's health in this country, all over the world, and I'm going to do my Kevin Hart hand clap here. Get screened. I got a colonoscopy on Wednesday. I have no shame in it. I don't understand why people have this view about men's health. Like, it's crazy. And this guy that said that actually had his daughter's name tattooed on his neck. Now, I don't have any tattoos, but what I understand, they're somewhat painful. Right, Jeff? Portis, Portis, I, I, I appreciate the thought, and I, I appreciate your. I don't want to take this off in a road though, where I, you, I completely agree. PSA, anybody out there, take your health important, but at the same time, I don't want to go in the wrong direction here, Portis. You, I think that's all that needs to be said. JD inspired so many people in so many ways. Yeah. Um, the, the life he he lived was one that 
I uh, I'm going to aspire to continue and try and spend more time, like you said, Portis. Uh, be present in the moment. Those that you love, yeah. reach out to them. Make sure that they know. You know, say it out loud uh, because again, time is promised to no one. Uh, and I do appreciate Portis. Take it seriously. You're absolutely right about that. Um, if nothing else, it, it definitely is a reminder for everybody out there to not be afraid. Go get checked up. But like, let's. I don't. I don't want to take us in a road where we're so passionate and there's no read no reason to call people out at this moment just you know what just be i think right more thoughtful and yes there's nothing no no one's going to go wrong in that regard right so right um you know i I think your 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 point portis is right but i don't want to i also don't want to turn people off you know i think it's well said go get checked up Mm -hmm. um there's nothing wrong with that and again uh use jd as an example in your life to tell the people that you love Tell them out loud. I love you. And, uh, you know, because you just never know when your time is up. All right. Up next, Dion Miller takes us uh, inside Hal's Hall with the notebook. We'll do that next. This is ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Five and ten Bears hosting the four and eleven New York Giants at Soldier Field today. Yes, this uh, yes. twenty twenty two football. That's how we're going to ring it in. I cannot wait, Dion Miller. So I'm Jeff excited. Miller. Yes, this is the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show presented by Three Chi and Valparaiso University. Well, somehow, some way, we have to talk about the game. So Dion will do it in the most professional manner possible with the notebook. Dion Miller cracks open her notepad to bring you inside Hallis Hall on the ESPN Chicago pregame show. Well, we begin with the toughest day of the week, of course, um, Tuesday, when we lost Jeff Dickerson and the NFL world also lost John Madden all in the same couple of hours, it felt like. Um, It was really tough. It was really tough. And then to hear Matt Nagy open his press conference, we've already played it, but it's worth playing again. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about why. But here's, again, what he said uh, opening his press conference on Wednesday. I want to start off by giving my thoughts and prayers to, uh, to Jeff Dickerson's family and his son, Parker. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a tough day for all of us. We, we know how much uh, Jeff meant to all of us. We all have different stories be, you know, with him. And um, for me, you know, I, I was able to have um, four good years uh, being able to learn who he is as a person and get to hear his stories. And, and when, when I think about Jeff, I, I think about, you know, how positive he was, which, you know, we all talk about, he's always glass half full um, with me. He was always very supportive and respectful, which, you know, is, uh, is pretty neat in, in this day and age to have somebody like that um, from the very start. Uh, and, and I appreciated that. Um you know, I think about the good thoughts I have with him, and, and I think back to this past draft, I, him as a prognosticator. I mean, he, he I remember him texting me uh, a couple of days before the draft and uh, and talking about all these predictions of who we may draft and may not draft. And he said he's going to go ahead and say that we're going to draft Tevin Jenkins. And uh, it was it was crazy, uh, you know, that that ended up happening. But uh, he didn't care about what anybody else was saying. That's what that's what he predicted. And 
what do you know? You know, so he, he never, he never ended up bragging to me about that, which is just kind of who he is. Um, but I think he always knew that I, that I knew. So, uh, he's positive. He's a, uh, prognosticator. And, and the last thing is, you know, how proud he was of his son, Parker. Um, you know, I just, I go back to thinking of all the, uh, you know, the, the stories of the conversations before we had ever talked football, it was always about, um, you know, the, the baseball tournament that he was playing or, you know, the football game and it's just who he was. So, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, super proud. And I think that that's, uh, you know, we know that. Um, and then I'll also, uh, talk about coach John Madden. I didn't, I didn't know coach Madden at all either, uh, or not either, but I didn't know him, but I knew a lot of them through coach Reed who, who knew him pretty well, obviously an icon and, uh, you know, being a head coach for so long, it's crazy. Yesterday's day was emotional for a lot of people. Um, and so, you know, I think of coach Madden and growing up was my time of listening to him as a commentator and just all the stuff he did. And, and so, uh, he lived a, a heck of a life. So, um, you know, with that, that's, uh, uh, I wanted to start off with that and just let, you know, Jeff's family know that we're thinking about him and, and we're here for him. The biggest thing that caught me through all of that was just how genuine and natural Nagy sounded. And we've criticized him so much about his, his word salad and the things that he never just comes, isn't straightforward. We just did it last segment, right? Like he just can't be straightforward about something, but in that moment he was so human and so genuine and his donation backed that up. You could see the emotion in his eyes. You could see that it had, it got him not just with Dickerson, but also talking about John Madden and, and, and later Nagy was asked about just how it hit him with Jeff because the he's our age, right? Coach Nagy is the same age as Jeff and, and he could hardly answer the question. And it just, it just was a very human moment during a season where we've, we've been so hard on Matt Nagy. I just felt like in that, in that minute, he was just so, um, he was one of us, right. And, um, reacting in a very natural way. And I, I just thought that spoke volumes. Yeah, absolutely. And to echo that point, we mentioned earlier Matt Nagy and his family have made a donation to Parker Dickerson for $7,600 in light of that story that he shared. Tevin Jenkins, of course, wearing number 76. So Matt Nagy with a really nice gesture donating $7,600 to Parker Dickerson's fund. All right, but now... The reality is we all do feel like this will be his last home game and that he is going to be uh, relieved of his duties at the end of this season. And in light of that, Eddie Jackson was asked about um, just as players, how they're feeling about Nagy, knowing that that is likely the reality that will come after that final game. He just can't focus on, you know, that type of stuff. You know, we love Coach Nagy. Uh, I, like I feel like he's one of the best player coaches I ever had, and uh, he truly cares about his players. And um, you know, you just want to continue to fight for somebody like that. You know what I mean? He fights for us. You know, you don't give up on him. So we just, like I said, we just everybody just made this overlook, man. Finish out these two games. We don't care about what's going on. You know, we just gonna go out there. You know, try to put our best work on film, and you know, finish this thing off. You know, not the way we wanted to, but at least a strong finish to let people know, like, we're not quitting, we're not giving up, you know, we're going to continue to come in and fight, you know, every Sunday. So that's that's just the main focus. All the other stuff, I feel like, you know, it's out of our control. You know, that's for upstairs. But, you know, Coach Nagy, I know he feel like we're, we're behind and we're rocking with him, you know, until wheels fall off. 
We're behind him until the wheels fall off. Jeff, I feel like the wheels <laughs> have fallen off. <laughs> however, however, I did appreciate just how passionate Eddie was about that. And he said, and I know that Eddie's not had the, the season that he's expected either and has not been very consistent, but he did. He is still a leader on this team. And to hear him say that was important. And he also said, like, I told the team, we've got to play through all of this. Like, as a team, he's like, I didn't do enough. We didn't do enough to get it done. But we have to go out the way that we want to. And, and there's a lot of pride in that. And I, and I heard that, too, in just the way that he responded to how they want to play for Nagy. I was impressed that he said he's like, uh, he, they feel like he's a player's coach. There was a moment over Thanksgiving, we all wondered if the team was still with him. And to hear that now, even when they've won, what, one more game since then, I think says, says a lot maybe about that. I don't know. I just, it just really caught me that uh, just how passionate Eddie was. Yeah. The, I, I will say, I don't, I, to his credit, I don't feel like anybody has quit on him. The problem right. is just that, you know, it's more in terms of execution and the, you know, the position they're being put in, in terms of play calling, that has really been the downfall of Matt Nagy, not the fact that, you know, the players don't play hard. Right. And I mean, that. no, that's fine. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay. So um, again, uh, I'm, I have a bonus notebook th- this week. So we have four, not just Three. So our, our third one, though, is um, uh, Cole Komet was asked about just, you know, heading into this game and and how they are approaching it, knowing that there's they're really just playing out the final eight quarters of the season. And here's what he had to say from the outside. You know, we're not making the playoffs. So it's kind of like, you know, what's the point? But, um, you know, these these games mean a lot, you know, for me, you know, specifically, you know, I'm a young player in the league and you know, this is two more, two more games, eight more quarters that I get to play and see more stuff and, you know, kind of build on some things and try some things, you know, these last couple of games. And, you know, everyone's playing for a job here. You know, this is not, um, you know, we're just not going to let, you know, settle down. Guys are not just going to settle down here at the end. Like, you know, guys are playing for jobs, future jobs, you know, what you put on tape matters. So uh, that's something that's, that's big. And, you know, that's why you're always going to see players fight hard to the end because, you know, this means a lot to us and guys want to keep playing. And, you know, the way to do that is put, put a good film out there. All right. So this is this was also I, I mean, Cole Komet is very well spoken. Don't get me wrong. But I also felt like this was another example of how Nagy has not lost that locker room because that sounded like a speech he gave in there and mm-hmm. was kind of like this is this this is why this still matters. And and I, I they they he still has their attention is what that gave to me. And I, I think, like you said, he hasn't lost the locker room, which there is there's obviously a chance that he would, <laughs> but that has not happened. And so I, I think that says a lot about the, the character of the guys and that they really do, do, I guess, trust him at this point. I mean, I say it with a question mark because it's not been consistent. At the same time, I do feel like he, they're still listening to him and looking to him for leadership. I would be surprised if, based on the opposition they're up against today, being at home, I would be surprised if the Bears don't win this game. That one would be yeah. truly kind of surprising to me because they're, uh, in terms of talent, uh, even with Andy Dalton as your starter, they, I think, far exceed what the Giants are going to put out on the field today. So I would really be surprised because based upon all the sound bites that uh, you're playing here, like it shows that this team, I don't think, is going to quit on them. So uh, I really do expect the Bears to win this one today at Soldier Field. All right. Our last one is about Justin Fields. And I know that he is inactive today officially. Nagy wouldn't say that on Friday, but he is officially inactive today. And 
he was asked about like, you know, would they just sit him down for the last two games or, or how they're going to evaluate his availability for what will be the final game of his rookie year. And here's what he had to say. We're going to make sure there's no, you know, we don't get a long-term injury because we're going to medically make sure he's, he's good to go. That's why we listen to Andre and, and, and our doctors. And then we're going to listen to the player too. Uh, because he's the one that has the pain tolerance and knows they know their bodies more than anybody. And everybody's different. I've told you, Justin's a very, very tough individual. So we got to sometimes protect Justin from Justin. We know what Justin's strengths are and how he plays. Um, he, he sacrifices his body a lot. We got to be smart. We're never going to do anything to um, jeopardize his, his health. It's just not going to happen. So once we get by that part, now the next question is, okay, medically, is he cleared? And then, and then, Pain-wise, where are you to be able to play football and be effective? Because if you're playing quarterback, you can't be mentally thinking about your injury. you got to be able to be mentally strong playing, playing the quarterback position. So we're going to make sure that that's where he's at. That's what we're working towards this week and next week. And, um, you know, that's the only thing we can do is, is have time tell us uh, where he's at with his pain and then see where he's at medically. And then we head into next week uh, making another decision as to where he's at. So we said earlier that I don't. It, they're in a dome next week, so that gives them that say a little more of a safety net to play him in that final game. I don't know that I necessarily need him to play, um, and I don't know that they necessarily want him to play. Nagy wouldn't say they're going to shut him down, but I feel like they have a a. I don't know. I don't. I don't think they'd be mad if he didn't play, honestly, because of the changes that are expected around Hallisall. Yeah, there's. I don't know if there's a whole lot to be learned from a final game, especially too, depending on what the Viking situation is going to be. You know, whether totally. or not they're playing for a playoff spot um, will probably be, uh, you know, critical as to what kind of effort we see from them as well. But yeah, I don't know if at this point one final game under Matt Nagy will really be a, a whole lot of uh, Justin Fields learning much. So we shall see. We shall see. And that's it. That's the notebook. It, it was is. a good rendition of the notebook once again, Dan. <laughs> was it? A, I don't it know. It was. It's, it was. No, it was. We're in the, the, the twilight of the season, so it's hard to hard to grasp it. And and the and Listen. the distance. We talked about it a little bit last week. Like we're not even allowed up there anymore. So yeah. it's it makes it a little challenging to find that That's connection. Fair, but- Listen, you do exactly what the notebook is intended to do each week, and that is to bring us a little bit of insight as to what the thought process is. You still did a brilliant job. So, um, oh, if yes. my, my my initial uninspired good is wasn't uh, <laughs> if that if that led you to question in any way, please, that was just uh, my bad there. So don't uh, take any offense. <laughs> No, not She's, offended at all. Okay. She's Deanne Miller. I'm Jeff Miller. Up next, you know what? We'll give you a reason to be excited for this game. There are money-making opportunities. Teddy Greenstein will tell us the best ones next. It's time for another episode of Miller & Miller, America's favorite Bears pregame. The ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Here is ABC7's Deanne Miller and fantasy guru Jeff Miller. Off of Bears and Giants. Soldier Field today, the 5 10 Bears host the 
four and eleven New York Giants as Mike Lennon heads back to Soldier Field for his revenge game. We'll see how that plays out. I think Bears fans uh, are probably looking at this one and feeling pretty confident if they're like me. The Bears right now are a six and a half point favorite on points bet, um, which is why we always like to check in with Teddy Greenstein before every Bears game. But Teddy, before we get to the game, uh, we've Spent a lot of time the last four days and even in today's show discussing the life and celebrating Jeff Dickerson because of obviously the terrible, unfortunate news that uh, if you're just, if you've missed it, if you were the holidays, uh, didn't have a chance to listen to as much sports radio as possible um, that you'd normally do. Um, unfortunately, we lost Jeff Dickerson, our colleague, to colon cancer over the last week here. And uh, at the age of 43, it was far, far too soon for a man who led a great, great life. Teddy, um, I'll open and just give you the floor here to say anything you'd like to say, because I know you knew Jeff Dickerson as well. I think we might have uh, actually lost Teddy there, so we'll bring him back here in a moment, Dion. But um, the uh, and we did. Uh, I did want to say that uh, if you missed it earlier, Matt Nagy made a seventy six hundred dollar donation to Parker Dickerson's fund uh, as a result of um, the fact that JD predicted Tevin Jenkins as the Bears draft pick. So in honor of the uh, number seventy six, Matt Nagy thought that that would be a nice gesture. It truly was. That uh, has now gone over a million dollars. So that is. I guess um, the you know the only thing if you want to be uh, in some ways have some faith restored in humanity, it does at least feel good to see so many people moved by. I think what is a, a testament to the life that Jeff Dickerson let, yeah. led, a life of gen- generosity. And uh, we bring Teddy Greenstein in now. Teddy, just uh, any thoughts or memories you want to share about Jeff Dickerson? Yeah, Jeff, thanks for that opportunity. And I was looking at the GoFundMe this morning. He said over a million dollars. And not only is Parker going to realize, um, you know, that, that he's going to be hopefully well taken care of financially, but think about the legacy that, that, that Jeff and Caitlin left. Like, he's going to be able to, Parker's going to be able to look and he's going to be able to watch these podcasts, listen to the podcasts. Um, you know, some of them were on YouTube, so he can't actually watch. He's going to be able to read all these comments that people have left. He's going to be able to read, you know, David Hawes column and Chris Emma and, and all these different guys. And he's going to understand um, just how incredibly special his parents were. And, you know, with J.D., um, I did a couple shows with him, Chicago Tribune Live, Sports Talk Live. I wish I'd done more. Like, I've done very little Chicago Bears uh, beat stuff. Um, but what really touched me was reading about how he was the glue guy on that beat. And I've been on a lot of beats mm-hmm. where at the end of the day, the writers and the TV and the radio people just kind of go their separate ways. And it's kind of sad and can be lonely. So when you have a guy like that on the beat who is organizing the dinners and making the reservations and making a table for 12, even though only nine might show up because he wants to be incredibly inclusive, like that is incredibly powerful. So um wish I'd known J.D. more. It also struck me in the David Hall column when Tank Johnson (laughs) mistook J.D. for David (laughs) Hall and was yelling at him. And I probably would have flown off the handle early, and instead J.D. handled it like such a pro and just at the end told him, "Um, I don't write for the Chicago Tribune. So uh, (laughs) just the way he handled his business. And, um, you know, look, everybody on the beat, it's a big competition. You want to get scoops. But at the end of the day, we're all just trying to, like, be good people and provide for our families. And I think he made that example perfect right there. 
Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the kind words, uh, Teddy, about JD there. All right. Now to the game, the Bears and Giants, as I mentioned, as we were bringing you in here, the Bears at six and a half, man, this is the first time all year. I actually <laughs> like the Bears laying those points. Uh, what's your lean in this one? Because the Giants, I'm, I'm sorry, they look they look like they're they're in a they're in a much worse spot than where the Bears are right now. Well, I had to laugh when you're talking about the you know the Mike Glennon revenge tour. I didn't even think about that angle, and I don't think it matters. Yeah, the betters are with you, Jeff. Uh, 64% of our spread handle is on the Bears, and uh, that probably speaks to why the line uh, opened at six and has risen up a little bit, six and a half. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen the total. The total has dipped from 38 to 36.5. 36.5 wow. is the lowest of the entire NFL season that Ian Oof. book game against the Dolphins was 37 and that's really because we had wow. two elite defenses in that game in this case it's just two train wreck offenses I mean compare this total <laughs> beyond to Chiefs Bengals which is 51 um, oh my gosh so yeah and also you rarely see a, a total this low with a, a spread relatively high so it just speaks to the Giants offense which is just atrocious is it weird that at 36, I would still take the under? I think that's weird. Hey, Teddy, are there any boosts on today's game? Yeah, so we have a really attractive one here. And these can be hard to find. So if people go to our booster odds page, and then under NFL boosters, the second one, it says eight wagers. So you click on that where it says eight wagers, and then you go to the Giants-Bears game. Robert Quinn, to record a sack in a Bears victory, boosted from plus 130 to plus 160. So you get a nice payout there. You get, um, you know, one and a half times on your money. And I was looking at Quinn. There have been only three games this season where he has not recorded one sack. He actually had a half sack in the Rams, but I guess that wouldn't count for this bet. But in otherwise, in, in all these games, one, two, three, four, four, like eight games in a row, he has recorded a sack. So if you're feeling good about Robert Quinn and you feel like the Bears are going to win this one, that is a good boost. Love that. That is beautiful. I just pulled it up right now. I'm looking at it as Teddy pointed out. That is very enticing. Uh, we were t- discussing earlier if uh, with Mike Lennon under center, Teddy, if maybe just maybe uh, Robert Quinn can get to 20 total sacks on the season. He's currently sitting at 17. <laughs> um, you know, he, it feels like today's a perfect day for him to go ahead and break Richard Dent's uh, single season record for the Bears. So I love that opportunity there. Um, also looking around here, uh, boy, I, I'm looking at some of these other boosters here. Justin Jefferson to get to have 75 yeah. plus receiving yards and score a touchdown. Now, normally I'd be reluctant, but boy, it's plus 410, and I, I know I don't right. love the fact that that uh, Sean Mannion's his quarterback today. But man, I do feel like Justin Jefferson, especially without Adam Thielen, he's going to yeah. be somebody who uh, has to see the ball a little bit if they have any chance <laughs> of winning this one. Yeah, Jeff, sports betting wife certainly hit that one. You know, right. You don't feel great about Mannion and you don't feel great about the Vikings' other options. It's probably just going to be Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, but they do have to throw it to somebody. Now, it's funny. Whenever a team is going up against Bill Belichick, I never take the over on a prop on their best player because I think Belichick is just so determined to take away the top target. He'll let the other guys beat you. But in this case, yeah, I think uh, given the 4-1, to one, that is definitely worth the play. Okay, Teddy, something that I think is really cool is that all points bet customers will get a free $10 bet for the Green Bay-Minnesota Sunday night game. So what are you looking to bet on that one? Yeah, so, Dion, with a $10 free bet, uh, I think the strategy is just to go for something crazy. You know, I mean, it's not like 
uh, Packers minus 13 is going to make you rich. So, so take a swing on a big parlay. So sports betting wise, here is her parlay. Uh, we're going Vikings plus seven and a half because then you get, you know, a better number to there with a smaller spread. Dalvin Cook over 15 and a half receiving yards. Justin Jefferson to score a touchdown. And then here's the big one. The Packers defense or special teams to score a touchdown. Okay, if all those happen with a $10 free bet, pay $750. So wow. why not, right? Why not? Yeah, I, I like love that. that. Get like crazy that. with your parlays with that $10 free play courtesy of points bet in the Sunday night. I love that. How about um, any initial uh, feelings about the uh, national championship game, Teddy, after I know you consumed a lot of college Ooh. football uh, the last couple days? Absolutely, man. I think I'm going with the dogs, and it's just so Ooh. fascinating. You know, it's kind of like betting against Belichick in the Super Bowl. Are you really going to bet against Nick Saban? in the championship game, especially when it's against one of his, uh, you know, one of his protégés. Or wait, what's the opposite of a protégé? Is that the right word? Yeah, protégé. Yeah, protégé, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's the mentor, yes. Yes, he has dominated those who have coached under him, and yet I am going to roll the dice on Kirby Smart. I think they got that horrendous game out of him in the SEC title game. Uh, I see such potential. I mean, Stetson Bennett looked like. A stud. I mean, this little guy, this little former walk-on, he was getting rid of the ball just a split second before those Michigan defenders could get there. So that line opened at one, one and a half. Last I saw it at three. And call me stupid because I'm sure the Sharps are going to (laughs) say I'm taking Saban, but in this case, I'm going to take Georgia. Beautiful. All right, uh, Teddy, as always, we do appreciate it. I think we'll uh, talk to you one last time next week because there will be no playoffs for the Bears. But as always, we do appreciate you joining us every week. And also, thanks for the, the uh, kind, kind words about J.D. I know everybody always yeah. does uh, appreciate that. Absolutely. And I love that the Bears press box has his, uh, has his spot reserved for him as it should. So have That's a great awesome. afternoon, guys. Great to be with you. You thanks, too. Teddy. Teddy Greenstein of PointsBet Sportsbook. The pregame show, as always, presented by 3G and Valparaiso University. All right, up next, uh, we will also we will discuss what Teddy just mentioned there, a moment of silence for not just J.D., but another NFL legend as well. We'll do that next. Tell your smart speaker, play ESPN 1000. The ESPN Chicago Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app, 100.3 HD2 and ESPN 1000. Wrapping things up here on the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show. As always, we have a ESPN 1000 Points Bet Sportsbook prize pack for our listeners out there. Let's go, Dion. I think uh, I think the only number to go with today is 76, as Maggie yes. has set the tone, right? He has donated yes. $7,600 because Jeff Dickerson predicted that the Bears would select Tevin Jenkins in the draft this past season. Tevin Jenkins, of course, wears number 76. So caller number 76 must be 21 years or older and live in Illinois. You will win a reserve table for four at any of the three Chicagoland Points Bet Sportsbook locations, one professional football jersey of your choice a vip gift bag which includes four points bet hoodies and points bet swag for $25 on-site wagers on racing from hawthorne Racecourse. for $25 on-site wagers on sports and of course a $100 credit 
at the points bet for food of your choosing. And finally, $100 in credits to Uber so you can get back and forth to the points bet location of your choice. All right, Dion, uh, Teddy Greenstein mentioned, um, and we've also talked about the Bears are honoring Jeff Dickerson with a moment of silence ahead of the mm-hmm. playing of the national anthem today. They have also memorialized his seat for today's game in the Soldier Field press box. They've set some very nice flowers, family photos, as Jesse Rogers noted, uh, and, of course, the game notes and program in front of his seat in his honor. Very, very nice and warm gesture mm-hmm. by the Chicago Bears. They will also be honoring John Madden, a true legend, and you played the Matt Nagy sound earlier. Just uh, initial thoughts uh, or your remembering of John Madden. Um, how did he affect you personally? Because I know he's affected a lot of folks out there who follow, who have followed football, and he's done so in three very different ways for a lot of different generations. Uh, totally. And and for, for me, I mean, him and Pat Summerall, that was, that was Sunday in my house growing up. I mean, it was that voice kind of was what helped me fall in love with football and watching Browns games. And, and just that's, I remember, I just remember he was such a big personality, but so natural at what he was doing. And this week kind of watching back clips of him in the booth and him and Pat and the things that they did, it just, he was so, he was a different, um, different broadcaster than what we're used to now. He, there was just no pretension with him, right? Like it was just so, even the way he coached, he was so passionate about the game. He loved football so much and you knew that. And he, he wanted to see it done well. And it was just, I just, I just know that his voice so iconic with me falling in love with the game. That's, that's what I remember the most. No, I'm right there with you. Uh, so what was interesting was that you know some of our younger listeners may not be aware of just how good of an NFL head coach he was. Now, he's amongst the – I believe he has the highest winning percentage in NFL history mm-hmm. of coaches. So that goes to show something. And then he also was – at the time, he became the youngest coach ever to win the Super Bowl, won it at the age of 40. Now, he retired at the age of 42, and part of the reason was the flying – he, he, he mm-hmm. had a phobia of flying. He just couldn't take it anymore. He would get claustrophobic, have panic attacks, and he just couldn't, he, you know, in, in addition to the work, he like that living and dying with uh, losses that he, he's recounted on numerous, you know, uh, interviews, but also the flying kind of drove him crazy. And to your mm-hmm. point, he then became a broadcaster and not just a broadcaster, but really the best broadcaster the best. to, I mean, I think you could probably say, and I don't think I'd have too many arguments, I think he's the best sports broadcaster ever. He changed and revolutionized the way we watch NFL football games. He was a teacher. Um, To your point, like he he was not pretentious in any way. He was just himself. He was, despite, you know, being – by the time he, you know, was five, ten years in, you know, the most sought-after um, and, you know, uh, announcer, he was making like very, uh, very lucrative deals in addition to yeah. being like one of the greatest pitch men ever. Um, but he was also like the greatest sports announcer changing the way, um, I think he was the first person to ever use the telestrator, um, for football games. Yeah. So that goes to show you, like, can you imagine watching a, a football game without the use of the telestrator? I mean, and he he not ju- he didn't just use it, but he used it in a way where it was unforgettable. And um, he was truly uh, one of the greatest. Uh, one of the, I'd say 
I don't know if you can find a person who's been more influential in the game of football, period. Right. He, no, for everything uh, he agreed. Did. Head coach, and, and it, then broadcaster, and then I didn't even mention it, but I'm sure, you know, uh, I don't know if your son is like my son, Dion, but uh, Alex, you know, spends a lot of time playing Madden, the, the video game. Yes, yes, Cash too. I mean, actually, when he passed away, he's, his words were like, that's a real person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, all yes. he knew was like the Madden NFL. It was just, it was a game. He didn't know it was named after someone. I mean, what does that say about me, what I'm teaching him as a parent? But, but at the same time, like, he didn't, he didn't get that that was named after a guy like John Madden. And sure. it was this morning, him and I were watching some of the tributes that we found online. And, and just, you're right. I mean, for generations to come, his name will be synonymous with the game he loved so much. And that feels appropriate. It's absolutely incredible that and, and that the game has usurped even his his uh, broadcasting ability and then his uh, record yeah. as an NFL head coach. Of course, he was inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame in 2006. And to a, a note I made the other day when we were discussing this, one of the cooler things I think about the fact that he his name is on the game. It's not just that he you know decided to go ahead and take a large deal uh, a large amount of money and then smack his name on it no he was instrumental actually in helping like create the game and what he wanted it to be and the legacy he wanted to teach people who were playing it how to play football so he was adamant when they first started the game back in 1988 Dion, the designer of the game was trying to tell him what it was going to be and the first words he told him was like listen so in order for this to work well, it's going to have to be – we're going to do seven on seven. We're going to eliminate the guards and tackles. And the first response by John Madden was, well, that's not football. And wow. he was he, he, he was somebody who was instrumental in every aspect of that game as well. So it's not just like it was um, a game and then he moved on. No, John Madden always right. made sure that it was uh, – you know he kept the integrity of the game as well. So uh, a true legend lost along with our friend – and family yeah. member Jeff Dickerson. The Bears will honor both today with a moment of silence ahead of the national anthem. So thanks. Good on them. Any final prediction, Deanne, score for today's game? I do believe the Bears win. I'm going to go 21-10 Bears. Like it. I'll go 19-5 uh, to 5 as, J- as Jeff did in <laughs> honor of JD. Those odd scores. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Points Bet Sportsbook pregame show presented by 3Chi and Valparaiso University. As always, thanks to Tyler Aki as well. Dion, thank you. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Go Bears. Talk to you next week, guys.